0: All right, welcome in to UAP, the Unidentified Alien podcast. It is episode 52. Thanks for hanging out with us all this time. And if it's your first time here, well, then welcome and get ready for a wild ride. It's Stephen Diener here, Karen Curtis over there. How are you, Karen?
1: I am excited that we are finally doing an episode that you have been thinking about since you were a little boy.
0: I These next two episodes, and I'll say that right now, um, it's It's a two-parter. And originally what we were gonna do here was to have two stories and into, into one episode, which is normally what we do, like two to three stories, you know per episode. We decided to break it up because I really want to give these a proper amount of attention. I don't want to gloss over things. And so this is now a two-parter of divine or alien intervention and
1: Don't panic, it's not about religion. No,
0: no, no. It's just, you know, there's some undertones, but we'll get to all that. But I'm I'm so excited like you said, Karen. I'm so excited to talk about these because these are two stories in particular, one today and one next week, that I have been just enamored with for years decades in in one case who first told you this story this is something i heard about we're going to talk about today with george washington uh coming up after the factoid uh about 10 12 years ago or so okay so you weren't a boy (laughs) no i was i was in my 20s probably when i first heard this story about george washington that we're going to talk about today his vision at valley forge uh, but it just has fascinating me. It's one of those things I'll just be driving and randomly uh, it'll pop into my head. Gee, that vision that George Washington had in Valley Forge in 17, 1777 was really wild. So, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been in my mind.
1: <laughs> it's interesting because you've chronicled everything in your phone. You get ideas. and it, But it's been years in the making. This podcast has been years in the making. Yeah. From your mind to your phone. Yeah. Saving all of these tidbits. You can't find it anywhere else on the planet except Stephen... Has amassed all of this UAP info <laughs> in the
0: deep recesses of my mind. You know so. what's really
1: interesting, though. Constantine saw a cross in the sky. That's right. Yep. Right when he was going into battle, and that mm-hmm. he then he converted to Christianity. But
0: so the story goes. Yeah,
1: many uh, many a leader has been given a sign. But let's start with our factoid. Yes, please. A cannibal solar ejection is heading straight for Earth.
0: Well, that doesn't sound comforting.
1: Today. Oh. Could bring northern lights as far south as Illinois and trigger power voltage issues. I hate to hear that. Yeah. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, our fiery star spit out a series of bursts on Sunday, and they're headed in our direction, and they could trigger a strong geomagnetic storm today, Thursday. Thursday. So, that's exciting.
0: Yes, today, if you're listening to this and you are to yourself, well, it's Friday. No, it's Monday. Well, it's Thursday right now as we're recording this. So, maybe as you're listening, you're in a bunker somewhere because the Earth fell into some type of giant geostorm. Or I don't your know.
1: cell phone isn't working. Or you're using the excuse to... Not show up to work because (laughs) it's the geo There was some sort of cannibal
0: solar ejection. Oh, I hate those. I can't come in. No. (laughs) So,
1: how could I possibly?
0: So, you actually had a funny thing here, Karen, that uh, a listener emailed you?
1: Yes. So, remember when I asked one of our listeners, dear listeners, to share any of their stories that they may have and email me at KarenCurtisRadio at Mm gmail.com? Well, one of our beloved listeners did just that. Cool. And he writes, Hi there, Karen. My name is TJ. I just finished episode 50 of UAP. Oh, that was a good one. I love the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Thank TJ. Thank you. I have a story to share with you. It was summer of 2009. I was staying with a friend for the summer in Okoe, not Florida, but Tennessee. Right, he says. okay. And he had several experiences, but one stands out in his mind the most. We had an experience very similar to the Mesa lights on Skinwalker Ranch.
0: That was a wild episode we did. I remember that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And we were out late one evening in his yard with farmland all around us. Okay. Now, about a mile in, out across a cow pasture, there's a tree line. Okay. And we witnessed a very intense light illuminate the whole tree line and then shut off.
0: I love the way TJ wrote this, by the way. It's very descriptive. I love you, TJ.
1: So it would start off dim and then get very bright and then shut back off. Mm. And it did this for about 15 or 20 minutes. Mm. The next day, we drove down the road to that tree line and there was nothing but another field on the other side. But a few days later, the neighbor said that one of his cows had been mutilated. Oh Wow. Enter Tucker Carlson.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's funny how that became mainstream all of a sudden. huh? Oh,
1: he's got a new episode on that. Craziest thing in my life by far, he says. I'm not asking you to believe my experience. I just wanted to share this and tell someone other than close friends and family. Hmm. Well, now we are family. That's right. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you, TJ. And I love his last line there when he said, I'm not asking you to believe it. And that's exactly what we do with the show. We're not telling you to believe. When we talk about this story coming up here in just a second with George Washington and his vision at Valley Forge, we're not telling you to believe it, and that's always been the theme of the show. So I appreciate that line there from TJ. It's always about, we tell you the story, we give you the details, and you make up your own mind. Take
1: it under consideration. Right
0: fascinating good stuff there thanks for listening TJ thanks for the thanks for the email That's yeah
1: awesome. and if you have a story and you're like oh I got one of those too, email me Karen Curtis radio at gmail.com
0: so as we begin I will give that disclaimer that we mentioned just a bit ago I'll, I'll call it the religious Disclaimer, because the reason why I want to do this is we've had people write us, whether it's an email or uh, on Twitter, at our Twitter, at, at, at UAPodcast850, and or it's on the podcast review. And sometimes I'll read, oh, well, it gets a little too, you know, Christianity sometimes. And it, look, that's never the intention okay we're not trying to convert anybody or anything like that it's just sometimes the discussions get pretty deep and that's all it is it's just it's just discussion so when it comes to what we're about to do here talking about George Washington and this vision he had it does involve angelic visions and things like that so we're not trying to convert anybody we're trying to make anybody uncomfortable with talks of, of of angels it's just it's the story. This okay? is
1: George's story, okay? Yes. He's the father of our country. Let him have his story,
0: please. All right. So that that aside.
1: By the way, you know his teeth are on display at the Smithsonian. That's right. Yeah. They're a mixture of wood, cow's teeth, and uh, and springs.
0: Very uncomfortable. I can't imagine how that must have been. Poor George. But I am really excited to have the opportunity to dig into these two stories in this two-part series, with the first one being today, and we'll do our second one next week. And notice how I haven't told you what that second one is yet, and that is on purpose. Oh, my God. So I think it is safe to say, Karen, that whether it be through history books, movies, documentaries, you know, maybe if you watch The Patriot with Mel Gibson or something like that, we all have some type of knowledge of George Washington and or the Revolutionary War. But I can almost guarantee you that you didn't hear this story in your American history class. And it should also be said that this took place when the Continental Army was at its lowest Uh point. Oh, Um, It was in the middle of winter. They were running low on supplies and morale, really. So the timing of this event is very key. And again, around 17, well, it was 1777, uh, the winter of 1777, this took place.
1: Worst time to be at battle.
0: Oh, gosh. So that said, what if I told you? that George Washington was visited at the height of the war by a heavenly being (gasps) who gave him visions for the future of America. In
2: 1880, the National Tribune published an article giving an account of the vision of Washington at Valley Forge. This account was told by a gentleman named Anthony Sherman, a veteran of the Continental Army and a man who supposedly heard these words firsthand From General George Washington.
0: Okay, so that's key there, and that's why we wanted to play that in the beginning. The story was put on display and really made public in 1880 from this guy, Anthony Sherman, who had that firsthand knowledge, who heard supposedly George Washington telling the story and was able to write a firsthand account of what you're about to hear uh, during this episode. So, what you're going to hear is really the account, according to Anthony Sherman, of what George Washington told him happened and what he saw.
1: It's pretty ominous.
0: First-hand knowledge. Yeah, it is ominous, Karen. It is an, a very ominous start to, to have this thing and to think about you know being published in 1880. And it actually remains in the Library of Congress, uh, the transcript of uh, what you the vision you're about to hear. So interesting. It does get pretty heavy, so bear with us as we begin to break this down.
2: This afternoon, as I was sitting at this table... Something in the apartment seemed to disturb me. Looking up, I beheld standing opposite me a singularly beautiful being. Presently, I heard a voice saying, Son of the Republic, look and learn. Then, my eyes beheld a fearful scene.
0: Okay, so what is that fearful scene? This gets, again, this gets pretty heavy. So, and keep in mind... These are the words, according to Anthony Sherman, of George Washington. This is what he was told. This is a firsthand account. I want to keep stressing that because this isn't like someone just wrote down a story. Anthony Sherman, who was there in 1777, said this is what George Washington told him.
1: And just to be clear, that's not the voice of George Washington? No,
0: it's not. I'm glad you mentioned that. (laughs) It's just a
1: guy who sounds like George Washington would have sounded if they had recording devices in
0: the 1800s. Thank you for clearing that up, Karen. I You're appreciate welcome. that. So what what is part of this uh, frightening
2: vision that George Washington began to see?
0: From several
2: continents arose thick black clouds that were soon joined into one, and throughout this mass there gleamed a dark red light by which I saw hordes of armed men. These men, moving with the cloud, Marched by land and sailed by sea to America. As my ears listened to the thundering of the cannon, clashing of the swords, and the shouts and cries of millions in mortal combat, I again heard the mysterious voice saying, Son of the Republic, look and learn. Light as of a thousand suns shone down from above me and pierced and broke into fragments the dark cloud which enveloped America. Mm.
0: Whoa. (laughs) It's quite a vision so far.
1: Did they have sunglasses back then? I don't know.
0: I don't know if Ben Franklin invented those. I'm not sure. But so just to kind of set the scene a little bit more, it was said that during the time again, this is... The Continental Army was really down in the dumps, you know, low on supplies. It was cold. Some guys were freezing to death. Ugh. And the British Army was bearing down upon them. You know, they were, they were fighting for the their independence, fighting for the future of the United States of America. And George Washington, who was leading the Army, decided, to, you know what? I just gotta get away here for a minute. I gotta go pray. I gotta reflect. So that's when this happened. Was during oh, that time during he the went away time of prayer, prayer and reflection. He went away to his own, I guess you know his his quarters essentially, to to reflect and to pray. So he's have now he's starting to have this vision. He's alone having these visions, and well things are looking dark and bleak. Obviously, with what Washington described there, in millions in mortal combat. So he decided, or he heard rather, something. Otherworldly. That changed everything, and it it does sound unbelievable. I mean, it really does. It sounds like something out of you know a science fiction novel. But this is the way the story goes, because this is from again the first hand witness account of Anthony Sherman. That's that's what we've been told. So you be the judge of what happened here next. And this it is a little long as we continue to go through here, but I think
2: it's worth it. An angel upon whose head shone the word Union, and who bore our national flag in one hand sword in the other, descended from the heavens attended by legions of white spirits. These immediately joined the inhabitants of America, who I perceived were well nigh overcome, but who immediately, taking courage again, closed up their broken ranks and renewed the battle. Instantly the dark cloud rolled back, together with the armies it had brought leaving the inhabitants of the land victorious, while the bright angel cried with a loud voice, while the stars remain and the heavens send down dew upon the earth, so long shall the union last. Hmm.
0: Wow, I love that. (laughs) I mean, it's... It's incredible. I mean, it almost reads like poetry. And again, oh. make of it what you want. And also, we're not sitting here talking about, you know, believe in God and all these things. Insert you believe what you want.
1: an alien in for the angel, okay? And if that's you, the If question. that makes you feel
0: better. What was he seeing, right? What was it that or, was happening?
1: Or he may have been drinking.
0: I mean, look, there's a lot of different... Circumstances here, obviously. If he's down, he had a
1: hallucination.
0: Dumps. He Who might knows? have been
1: doing, you know, whatever they had snuff.
0: But whatever the case, he's having these visions, and it's incredible. Think about. It. I mean,
1: he it, may have had a fever because he died from strep from strep throat. Strep throat from his yeah. tonsils were terrible.
0: Yeah, that's true, which is a shame because imagine that man dying from strep throat. But anyway, no. so it's it's just fascinating though know, to think about. What he would have been experiencing in this moment as he's seeing what looks like to him the future of America, like this this future vision of a battle, but America overcoming and its citizens overcoming. And he, they talked about a, a red light at one point too, didn't they?
1: Yeah. And the red light then burst into different colors. And, yeah. Oh
0: my God. I mean, what could that red light have been? I don't know. I mean, is that is that a nuclear explosion? Is it a symbol for one something? One if by
1: sea, two if by land?
0: I'm. I don't know. Was Paul Revere
1: around there? (laughs) It is so cool. I just, I love it. I love the idea that George Washington, if it's true, saw an angel and she came down and she was beautiful and she had a sword in her hand and she had union on her head. Right. And she's like basically saying, as long as the dew hits the earth and you guys behave yourselves, you'll have a union.
0: (laughs) I mean, it is obviously a lot of, um, you know, symbolism throughout the vision and everything. And in, in the details.
1: But it makes you feel good, right? It's, pretty, I mean, it's,
0: it's, it's amazing. It's definitely, yeah. It... Well, it didn't end there, Karen. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> if you had shows there, wait until this final part here, because Washington heard and saw one more message as this vision came
2: to an end.
1: I find it comforting. Mm.
2: The scene instantly began to fade and dissolve, and I found myself once more gazing upon the mysterious visitor who in the same voice I had heard before said, son of the Republic, what you have seen is thus interpreted. Many will come upon the Republic, but the whole world united shall not prevail against her. Let every child of the Republic learn to live for his God, his land, and union. With these words, the vision vanished. Wherein had been shown me the birth, the progress, and the destiny of the United States.
0: Mm. Man, wow, <laughs> it's really good. That's heavy, <laughs> it is. I mean, so that ended his vision there. Okay, um, and then of course he comes out, and that's you know the rest is history, I suppose, because then they end up winning the bat- Battle of Valley Forge. It turns the tide of the war. And, well, here we are today, sitting in America, recording this podcast, talking about 1777. And we know we have a lot of uh, um, international listeners as well, so we're not trying to single you out or anything. Right. But I did find it interesting how Washington said the mysterious visitor. When he went, went, during yeah. that vision where he's talking about, you know, seemingly the angel.
1: That's got, like, open to interpretation. It does. Right?
0: Right. Because he did mention angel or something in heavenly like he did with the other figure that he saw a union on the crown holding the sword and the American flag. It should also be noted that this vision is referred to as the three perils. So I hadn't mentioned <gasps> that yet. The three perils. And I, I it was for a reason I didn't mention that yet because I wanted to kind of single out this part first, but... The vision is supposedly told that America would go through three perils during the vision that he had. Now, many assume that the Civil War and uh, World War II were the first two perils that he saw during these visions. Oh, God. And then the third one is what you just heard. We still don't know what that is. (laughs) So I'm now, again... You know, you can make your own assumptions here. I'm just theorizing, speculating, just like you are while you're listening. Maybe it's 9-11. Maybe it was, you know, something else. I don't know. I, I don't Or it's something that hasn't happened yet. I have no idea. The third peril. The third peril. So it's... it's.
1: Oh, my God. I was so comforted, and now I'm terrified.
0: Well, I don't mean to scare you, but it is comfort. It ends well. So,
1: <laughs> no, you got this third peril
0: hanging over my head. well, whatever happens, at least we know it ends well, according to the vision, so <laughs> that's you can, right. you can think of that. But what are we really to make of this as as a whole? Was it simply wartime propaganda? you know, to help rally the troops in their time of need? Did he come out of his tent and think, "I need to do something here and come up with some story to to inspire the troops that, hey, we're going to go through some tough times, but in the end, we're going to prevail.
1: Can you imagine if he told the troops, I saw this beautiful woman? I don't know. And I mean, she told me it's going to be okay. And uh, the troops are like, oh boy, George has been hitting the bottle.
0: I don't know. I mean, apparently Anthony Sherman wrote it all down. So, Or maybe he contributed to hysteria caused by the extreme stress of the situation. Again, this was happened in the middle of winter while they were down and out, the Continental Army? Or did Washington truly have these visions while he went away to pray? I mean, these are all the questions. So right. we always ask the questions because we don't want to say this is exactly what happened. You know, was we, it
1: divine intervention?
0: Or did it come from a godly source or was it something else? You know, Divine or alien intervention, which is why we named it, uh, the, the episode <laughs> that very thing.
1: Did Hitler have any visions or divine interventions?
0: Well, he did when it came to uh, the Spear of Destiny, which we talked about. That's right. Yes. If you go back and listen to the Spear of Destiny episode, that too is also one of the more fascinating stories. And I I was so excited to do that episode because I just found the entire Idea of this this spear of destiny that pierced the side of Jesus at his crucifixion, extremely fascinating. And That
1: he may have put it in one of their U boats, right? Their
0: submarines taking it to a different <laughs> to South America. That's right. So that's right. I won't give away too much if you've never heard the story of Spear of Destiny. But to answer your question, Karen, the, so the story goes, and we do mention in the episode that Hitler had a vision of himself ruling the world when he went to go see the Spear of Destiny.
1: Oh God!
0: Which is why he wanted to take it when they uh, invaded Austria. But that's oh. a whole nother story in itself. Wow. <laughs> but it's also worth mentioning that the man who related this story, who we talked about there, Anthony Sherman, said he, and he was a, he was part of the Continental Army. I forget what his rank was. He was a corporal, maybe? I, I forget. Um, but he said he saw Washington come out of his place of prayer when the whole vision was done. And when he saw him... Sherman wrote that Washington looked more pale than usual. Whoa. Like almost as if, you know, you had experienced something that shook you. I mean, think about it. We've all yeah. been there before. Yeah. You know, maybe you think you see something or you get scared or you avoid a car accident or something, right? Your adrenaline starts rushing. You get clammy and sweaty. Your you blood drains from your face. Right. And so apparently that's what George Washington looked like after he came out of his, you know, reflection in prayer.
1: His face matched his hair.
0: I suppose. So did Washington truly experience this divine intervention in his time of need that quite possibly shifted the course of the future of the United States? Wow. Or, the other question, was he visited by an extraterrestrial race who had, had or even has still a vested interest in the future of this country? And it could be argued if you would like to do that. If you want to argue that point, then by all means, because think about something that we spoke about in one of our other episodes, Are We the Aliens? Right. Remember when we did
1: that? We're coming back to tell ourselves, get your act together, you need to win this.
0: Right. And we talked about the aliens who have been described as time travelers and different things where, you know, we could possibly point to sightings or abductions or experiences of of stories that we've uh, spoken about that could be explained as... A time traveling human who has now have a di- who has a different appearance because we've evolved right. to look different, you know, maybe thousands of years into the future.
1: And they come back and they kind of police us at our nuclear facilities and yep. with our nuclear weapons, make sure we don't blow up the earth or the universe. Yeah. But I do
0: think we talked about all that. I think it was episode twenty, somewhere yeah. in there.
1: I think when aliens fly by Earth, they roll their windows up and lock the doors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would You
1: know like, oh, my gosh, this is a bad neighborhood.
0: Oh, man, I, I wouldn't blame him. But I guess, look, given the circumstances, it is. A, these questions are worth asking. That's all I'm saying. I'm not doubting the validity. If you totally believe this, awesome. Uh, I'm not doubting the story from Anthony Sherman. I'm not sitting here saying, you know, trying to poke holes in it and say, oh, my gosh, this thing is totally made up. I'm just asking the questions like like they should be asked, and you make up your own mind. If you believe this word for word that George Washington had this vision of the three perils and saw America coming out on top eventually, awesome. It's truly inspiring. If you don't and you think he was just a drunk fool, that's up to you as well. But either way, the story is related, and it's in the Library of Congress. And we're still
1: talking so. about it in 2022. That's right. You know what I mean? If, right. If it was just some made-up little story, it would have been lost. Yeah, I think.
0: No, I think that's fair.
1: But, you know, there are many Bible verses about angels and God's messengers. Or are they aliens? You know, there's one that says, A voice is calling. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God.
0: John the Baptist, yeah. Yes.
1: Let every valley be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. And that's like a landing pad. Yeah. Right? And let the rough ground become plain and the rugged terrain, a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all flesh will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Holy moly! So what? Something's gonna land.
0: Yeah, that's all. John the Baptist and his uh, prophecy of the coming of Jesus, which, you know, if you believe the the Gospels and everything, he came and they had the baptism and all that in the River jo- uh, Jordan River. But yeah, I mean, look, you can interpret it however you want. It's all up to your interpretation, I suppose. Right now. Obviously, we ourselves, for Karen and I, I can just speak for us, we do have Christian beliefs, so we tend to go more toward the Christian belief side of things, but that's just us, and we're not trying again to convert anybody here with this podcast, we're just giving you the story, and it kind of intersects with Christianity.
1: I think it all can live compatibly. I
0: think so. Right? I mean, why not? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you you believe in God and that God created man in his own image, why couldn't he create a bunch of other races and different planets and galaxies? Why would it only just be us? I mean, what's the big deal? A higher power. Yeah. There has to be somebody. I don't know. I don't know why you always have to separate the two. I don't know. But it's, like it
1: can't just be organized chaos, can it?
0: I, <laughs> maybe it is. Who knows? It's just crazy. But how? It's just. It is a fascinating story, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, I love it. it. Oh my gosh. Man, but like I said, we did split this up, so that will end part one here of divine <gasps> or alien intervention. But next week, Karen. Yes. We are going to get in. This is the one you mentioned about. Since I was a little kid, I have been, and this is the second time I'm using the word enamored today. I have been enamored with the
1: story.
0: Yes, with the story of the miracle of the sun. It's called Fatima, Fatima, uh, Portugal, that took place in 1917. And actually, one of our listeners wrote us on Twitter a few weeks back. uh, Jorge M. I believe his name was. So thank you, Jorge, if you're listening, and said, "Hey, when are you guys going to talk about this?" And I'm like. Great idea because I have been fascinated by this story since I was eight years old.
1: The Catholic Church has sanctioned Fatima and Lourdes as places where miracles have occurred mm-hmm. and the miracle of the sun. I visited Medjugorje That's in right. Yugoslavia, the former Yugoslavia, before, right on the day that they voted for independence in Croatia. Wow. And they had the miracle of the sun there in, in Medjugorje as That's well. That's true. Right, yeah. But it's not sanctioned by the Catholic Church. Right. But yeah, same thing. It's But is its it... Is it
0: UFOs that's the question so if you don't know all about it well just wait because we have eyewitness accounts and incredible detail I love it of this what's called the miracle of the Sun that took place in front of thousands thousands of witnesses
1: we may have a miracle of the Sun though with that uh, cannibal explosion from
0: <laughs> <laughs> watch out for for uh, geostorms out there yeah. my gosh so
1: geomagnetic
0: yeah Look out for those. Our solar flares.
1: But anyway, that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll be next week. I'm excited. Yes.
0: So we'll go into that in full detail next week on part two of Divine or Alien Intervention here on UAP, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. But until then, make sure to keep checking us out on Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts on 850wftl.com oh, yeah, where the show is we're exploding uh,
1: there with the listeners. Man. I love more it. More and more and more and more people are getting... Hooked on UAP. Thank you. You
0: humble us. Thank you so much for enjoying the show the way you, that you have. And I hope you all continue to do so. And I hope you've enjoyed this one and all future episodes as well. So until next time, it's Karen Curtis over there. Steven Diener here. Check us out on Twitter as well at, at UAPodcast850. And you can always write us there and make suggestions and give us your thoughts and comments. But we'll talk to you again on episode 53 right here on UAP.
1: Thanks for listening.